What's up, you big bag of cunts? <laughs> it's probably a bit of a harsh way to start a podcast, but hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to episode four of Tired and Inspired with me, Jack Fox. How's it going? Hope you're all very well. Again, I feel like I'm repeating myself a lot when I start these, but again, thanks very much for watching. Like, I mean, I've said this, I think for the last two podcasts take the numbers I mean they're not like astronomical or anything but it's just crazy that people are actually listening to this so thanks very much I hope you're enjoying it at least and you're just checking it out to ridicule us but even if you are thanks Um, I actually had some offers um, on the site that I host this on Red Circle had some offers from from some other podcasts to cross promote so basically I'd do like a 30 second insert advertising my podcast and it would go on their podcast and vice versa but frankly i listened to it and it's like it's not very good so i didn't might edit that out in case to do listen anyways hi hi how are you doing hope you're very well um so the big news off the back of last week don't know if you heard but uh what i sent in a lot of last week's show around was the TV show, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, and I was saying that it's going to, the next season it puts out, it's going to be like the most longest running live action TV show in US TV history, I think, and since then it's been renewed for another four seasons, which I think is going to make it the longest running live action show ever, which is fucking nuts. I don't want to say that's all because of me talking about it on the podcast, but just in case I can say the future and I am a fortune teller, then I think I'm going to start talking about Man United winning the league again, um, James Gandolfini coming back to life, uh, what else, me finally winning the lottery, uh, the vaccine to work, and to see my girlfriend more. Oh, diplomatic answer. That's crazy, though, isn't it? Four seasons, man. That's crazy. I hope they, hope they hurry up with it. They don't fucking do one a year. That would be a piss take. But I hate it when people do that. You know, like if you watch a if you watch a season of a TV show and it finishes, and then you see people talking online like, "Oh, I just binge watched the last season of whatever," and like, so so I binge watched the last season of whatever over two nights, and now I can't wait for the next one. I hope they hurry up, and it's like. A TV show takes so long to make and you watched it over two days and now you want another one right now, you fucking greedy bitch. Not talking about anybody in particular, <laughs> although it sounds like I am. But uh, we're still stuck in this lockdown, man. Tier 3, represent, represent. Uh, be watching a lot of TV in this lockdown. Uh, <coughs> oh, bloody hell, I'm sorry. Uh, be watching the uh, comedy store documentary that was originally aired on Showtime in the US and is on Sky Documentaries in the UK. Bloody hell, it's good, man. I mean, I guess it's only really good if you're a comedy, like a stand-up comedy nerd like me, because I talk about like Richard Pryor days, uh, Sam Kinison, Robin Williams, Jim Carrey, like all these old school like fucking legends, you know, and then up to like right now, like Joe Rogan and Joey Diaz, Whitney Cummins, Annie Letterman, uh, Andrew Santino, Tom Segura, Bear Kreischer, etc. And it's just really interesting. And obviously, the comedy store is like a legendary place, isn't it? And I think 
in England, especially if you talk about the comedy store, a lot of people think of the comedy store in England. Like there's one in Manchester. Uh, parentheses, I was due to play there this summer, but it got fucking cancelled because of COVID. End parentheses. And there's one in Manchester, and they're completely different, man. Like, I so much prefer the US scene, comedy, stand-up comedy scene than the UK scene. I don't even really particularly know why. I think... I think the the scene in the UK sort of sets you up to the the end goal to be like get on TV in terms of like live at the Apollo or like a Michael McIntyre sort of route where you end up on a uh, like 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 Apollo or like your own TV show like Michael McIntyre had that fucking variety show type thing where it's just like you wear a suit and you talk about oh you got a you got a man draw in the house and say. Like, oh. I get why it's relatable. I get. I understand why people enjoy it, but it's just not for me, man. Like, whereas in America, you set up to like to have your own hour of comedy, and then you you do that. You put it out HBO or Netflix, and then you drop all that material, and you start again. But you can only start again by going through these clubs like the Comedy Store or like the the Comedy Cellar in New York or like Gotham in New York or the Improv or Largo or the Ice House. You know all these places that are small comedy clubs. So ours our Equivalent would be like the stand, you know, the stand in Newcastle. Like you just work out there, and you, but obviously there's only really one main comedy club in Newcastle. But I just, I, I just think I can relate more to the style of the US, I guess. And watching this this comedy store documentary is so good. I mean, I, I don't know if it would make sense to a non-comedy fan or somebody who's like a, like a uh, what's the word, a casual stand-up comedy viewer, but. It made me like laugh and cry, and I found it interesting. And, ugh, fucking Sam Kinison, man, so funny. Like his style of comedy is so unique. Richard Pryor is just a, from a different planet, man. Jim Carrey's cool. Obviously, Robin Williams unfortunately died, and some of the story, like some of the, the Freddie Prince, man, the guy who had everything and he killed himself. Like so sad, but it just proves, like, it proves my point that I've been saying for a long time, like. If you're a fucking genius, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> like, all my heroes are fucked up. Fucking Kanye West's fucked up. Louis C.K.'s a pervert. Uh, James Gandolfini's dead. He's a drug addict. Like, John Frusciante, a guitarist, thinks there's a fucking fourth dimension with spirits living in it, and he's an egomaniac. Like, like I think you just got to have a little bit... Like, Alex Ferguson's a fucking egomaniac. I think if, you've got, if you're a genius in any sort of field, especially in the arts... There's got to be something wrong with you because I think there just has to be just to, to have that thick skin to go through it all, you know? But um, listen, watching this Comedy Store documentary and uh, listening to more comedy-based podcasts, because this is another thing, they had, they had a whole episode on podcasts, so then a lot of comedians went on each other's podcasts to try and promote the show, which is which is kind of what I was saying on the first episode of this podcast, where like I don't, I don't like the... Uh, late night show sort of model where you go on and promote it for like a few minutes and then you, you know, whatever. I want this podcast to be like a talky-talky one. Um, But it got me thinking, (laughs) seeing all these other comedians talk about it, my worst gigs, which is always one question that a lot of people ask you when you're telling me to do stand-up comedy is like, do you get lots of hecklers? I bet you've had some gigs where you've died on your arse and like, what's your worst gig? So... I've told this story a few times, so apologies if you've heard it before. But I've never really told it in full detail. I've kind of skirted over it because it's it's funny if you just skirt over it. But the full detail. So it was a, um it was a gig at a social club in Jarrow. Now for people 
who know where Jarrow is, you already know that's this this isn't gonna end well, right? But for people who don't know where Jarrow is, it's like just outside of South Shields. There's not a lot going on, and there's a big Morrison's there. That's pretty much all you need to know. Uh, and it was a friend of a friend who was looking for a comedian to play a night that they were putting on. And for some reason that asked me, I was still pretty green. This was maybe a year or two into doing stand-up. And they wanted me to do 20 minutes of stage time. Uh, side note, I had 10 minutes. So I had to write another 10 minutes of comedy and... Uh, and I was getting paid for it. It was one of my first ever. I mean, I've been I'd been paid for gigs before, but for like you know, to cover petrol, ten pound, whatever. I think I was getting like seventy five pounds for this, seventy five to eighty pounds for this, cash in hand as well. So you know, and the guy, the guy, I think the guy was called Chris. I'm not going to say his second name, but I think he was called Chris. I was talking to him over Facebook, and he seemed like a really nice guy. So I was like, sure, you know, sounds good, and. He was like, oh, "There's gonna be, there's gonna be like a musician on as well. It's gonna have a DJ, and there'll be like a buffet there." And I was like, well, "I don't know what kind of night this is. And a social? Is it like a birthday or?" And I was like, "Weighing up." And I was, t- I actually talked to my mom about it. And my mom was like, "Oh, it's the kind of thing your granddad used to do all the time. You know, your granddad being a comedian." And I was like, "Well, how bad? How <laughs> famous last words? How bad could it really be?" And I didn't know the guy. I hadn't met the guy before, so I was like, "Okay, fuck it, fine, I'll do it. Whatever, eighty quid, be decent." Be an experience of nothing else, and fuck me, was it an experience? So I drive there, and it's a full-on like social club. Like, I don't think women were allowed in up until like twenty years ago, sort of thing. And they had all the lights on in the room, which was which was a, a red flag straight away. And the stage area, I say in inverted commas, was like a raised seating bit. It wasn't actually a stage area. Uh, wireless microphones, right? All right, right. If you are a comedy fan and for some reason are thinking of putting on a comedy event, don't have a wireless microphone. They're fucking awful. They look awkward. Chances are something will go wrong with them. Just just get a sure SM58 and an XLR lead into your mixer, okay? So all the signs straight away are red flags, right? Obviously, I don't know anybody there. I'm the youngest person there. And I'm 27, 26, 27. Uh, I go in. And I speak to the guy who's the tallest man I've ever met, Chris. He pays me up front, which is also a mistake, which shows that he's never put on an event before. He tells me I can sit over there by the buffet. So I'm sitting at the end of a long buffet table by myself with my coat on still because I don't know what I'm trying to make a quick escape. And everybody else is scattered around the room. And it's very loud. There's like a little bit of music on in the background, like through a Spotify or something. It's very loud, and I'm like, oh, I don't know what's going on here. And then the 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 other performer comes in, who's a lady with a guitar, and she seems really nice. You know, she seems like she knows this Chris guy. Maybe she's done some things with him before. Oh, hi, I'm such and such. I'm gonna play some songs. Oh, hi, I'm Jack. Yeah, yeah, okay. comedian. Oh, yeah, it'll be cool, cool, cool. So I'm like, oh no, okay, maybe maybe it'll be alright. Maybe it'll be alright. Okay, and then the the guy, there's a guy that goes on stage. Uh, I say stage again in inverted commas. And I've no, I don't, I don't know who this guy is. It's not, it's not Chris who's running the the night. And he says we're going to get the comedian on in a few minutes. So I'm like, okay, I guess that's me. Uh, but before uh, we get the comedian on, we'd just like to thank everybody for coming. And uh, before we proceed with the night, I know you, I know you all haven't seen each other in a long time, but uh, we'd just like to have a minute silence for Malcolm, who died a year ago today. And then uh, we'll get the night started. So if we can all just stand up for a minute 
and just close our eyes and pet and I was like, holy fucking shit. I'm playing a memorial service. Fuck me, this is going to be... I am not skilled enough, equipped enough for this to happen. So sure enough, everybody pauses for a minute. And then this this minute is the longest minute of my entire life because I'm racking my brains now. Have I got any dead people jokes? Have I got any sort of... What? Why? 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 Why would you think, oh, there's a comedian coming on in a minute, so for that minute, we might as well tell you why to shut up and think about a dead person that we're all here to commemorate. Like, that's a fucking ridiculous thing to do. The minute's over, he introduces us, I go straight on stage. Everybody there, I guess, are family members, and they haven't seen each other for a while, because they're just straight up talking over the top of us. I might not as well not even be there. Full disclosure, I didn't write an extra ten minutes, because I had about a week until this gig... I stole bits from other comedians, so I'm telling, I'm flopping in between my bits that I've written, which are not appropriate for the audience that are there, and like Bill Burr bits, and like bits of my granddad, and like Louis C.K. bits, and it's just not appropriate at all. And I'm trying to pick on some, after I realise my material isn't working, I'm trying to pick on like there's, there's some younger ish girls or girls that are more around my age, just to the right of us, and they're just. Just given as I tried to talk to one of them who was wearing like a leopard print sort of crop top thing, and she just looked at it as if to say, If you fucking mention my crop top once more, I'm gonna get up there and stab you square in the neck. And I was like, Okay, we're moving on. And then there was a there was a a table of about six I'm gonna say older people. There must have been sixty or seventy. And I said this one joke and they they were listening. Credit to them, they were listening. And I said one joke and obviously it just fucking bombed and it was a a dirty joke, and one of the ladies just looked at us, kind of wry smiled, but like just slowly shook her head, as if to say, like, we can see you're trying, but it's just not working, Bonnie lad, and then this Chris guy, I could just see him at the back of the room, because the fucking, all the lights were on, so there was, no, there was no spotlight on us, there was no lights on the stage, just the room lights were on, and I could see Chris make his way from the back of the room to where he was with his family, around the bar, slowly up to the buffet table where there was nobody there, and slowly walk up to where I was and just kind of, kind of like lean across and just be like me and get off if you want to. And it was about twelve minutes into this twenty minute set, and I just said yeah, and I left without even saying like thanks very much, hope you have a good night, whatever. I just literally as soon as he said that, I was like yeah okay, and I just passed him the microphone. And he didn't even acknowledge me. He just kind of went okay, and next we're gonna get on, and that's that's how bad it was, man. And I came off stage. And I grabbed my... St- I, I, the, the lady was about to go on and play her guitar and do some songs. And she kind of looked at me like, oh, tough, right? And I was like, oh, I'm going to see you later. I didn't say bye to Chris. Uh, I walked past the table of elderly people that gave me like a wry nod. And I apologised <laughs> for ruining the night. And they said, no, no, it's okay. We can see you were trying, but it just wasn't working. I was like, you fucking tell me it wasn't working. <laughs> and then I left and... On the drive home, I was like, what the fuck have I done? And then slowly as I got home, I was like, this is actually pretty funny. And I've still got 80 quid in my pocket. And then uh, I went, I opened my Facebook the next day to actually message this Chris guy to like apologise to him or whatever. And he deleted me on Facebook. <laughs> he deleted me on Facebook. Son of a fucking bitch. I don't know what people expect, man. Like... Obviously, what I assume happened was this Chris guy had put on his Facebook looking for a comedian for an event. Does anybody know anybody? Then the person that I knew, I knew that knew him, I can't even remember who that person was now, had said, oh, I know a guy, message me, 
and Chris like in the same group chat or whatever, then then that person left, so it's just me and this Chris guy. And he must have just thought I was fucking mint without doing any sort of research whatsoever. And I must have thought I was the fucking dog's bollocks getting requests for gigs and stuff. So what a mess, man. But at least I've got that story to tell now. <laughs> the guy fucking deleted me off Facebook man. as if it was my fault, you know, read the room. God damn it. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right, time for a word from our sponsors. Support for Tired and Inspired is brought to you today by Screaming Into the Void. Wish the ground would swallow you whole. Want to disappear but don't quite want to die. Then you want to try Screaming Into the Void. Look up to the sky on a dark, dark night and let it all out today. God, I wish the noises would just stop for one day. And we're back. Thanks very much for sticking with it, your boy. Oh, what the fuck else is there to talk about, eh? That was a bad gig. I'm trying to think of some other bad gigs that I've done. I remember, I don't want to bore you out to death, but there's there's one other particular pretty bad gig that sticks out in my head. And um, actually, funnily enough, it was one of my first gigs in Sunderland. And I wanted a gig in Sunderland because I have family there and friends who were always asking me to gig in Sunderland. I'm like, oh, well, I would if, you know, somebody put on a comedy I'm just going to fucking rock about a bar and be like, uh, 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 hello, hello, hello. Uh, but it was actually at a bar that my auntie, uh, I don't know if she owned or she had, like, friends that owned it or something. And she came down and, I was again, I was very quite early on in my comedy, I'm not going to say career, but in my en- comedy endeavours. And wireless mic, yet again. And it was in a, it was in a fucking function room in a hall that was not made for stand-up comedy, all the house lights were on, and I just had jokes about fucking pissing on my cat and calling me Nana a cunt, which didn't go down well with my auntie who was there, who was just used to my granddad and stuff doing, <laughs> doing things on stage, and I remember a couple of my friends came and they were high as fuck, and I was like, oh thanks for turning up really stoned, being one of the ten people in the audience in this massive fucking room, and I said... It wasn't even a setup to a joke. I just said something. It was something really generic, like oh, "I live in South Shields," and one of my friends, well, my f- friend's boyfriend at the time, just started fucking creasing up, laughing to the point where it was like off-putting, or, or for me, anyways. But it was funnier to the audience that he started laughing at my not even a setup than how funny my joke was. It wasn't. I was really bad, and I was the first guy on. So, the, so I had this whole setup in this function room, and I had like a stage at the one end. It was the stage that the like hired a stage, and uh, there was no stairs to the stage. You had to do like one big giant like sort of leap to get on the stage. So I did that, and I did my set, and it was, you know, it was okay. It wasn't like the worst thing ever. It was okay. And then I got back down off it, and then all the other comedians realised that stage is too high. So I'm just going to stay. A wireless microphone, the wireless mic as well was connected to the speakers around the room, there wasn't like a PA system connected to the, it was just like the house PA, it was fucking awful, and then I, like I say, I went on first, got up on the stage, used the wireless mic, and all the other comedians realised, let's just stay on the floor and talk to these people, because it wasn't that, I, mean, I just I just looked like a fucking proper amateur, and I was at the time, I was. Oh, but god damn, I miss gigging, <laughs> I know it doesn't sound like I do, but I miss gigging. Jesus. 
it's fun, man. It's fun, even the bad times, man. I remember I had some bad gigs, like, bombing at... Uh, Stockton Arc in front of, like, 500 people, I think. Bombing, bombing hard. And almost fucking reduced the tears on the way home, man. You think, is this, is this the... Is this the right thing for you? And then you do another gig like a day later and fucking crush it in front of like 15 people in some artsy bar in Jesmond or something. You think, oh no, I'm alright, man. I don't know. It's fucking weird. Weird game comedy, man. You gotta catch the vibe of the room, right? I think a lot of people think you just stand on stage telling some fucking dick jokes, but it's not. It's hard. It's fun, though. Uh, what else we're talking about? I've made, I, I guess, like I say every fucking week, because I'm boring. I've made some little notes here. And uh, I've seen this advertised because we're coming up to Christmas, right? By the way, I hope you've all got your Christmas presents in. And if you're feeling festive and f- feel like giving, you can always leave a do- donation to this podcast. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not worth your donation. It's okay. But coming up to Christmas, is a, there's a TV show making a return on Boxing Day, I think, over here in England on ITV2 or ITV uh, called The Masked Singer. Now, this is not a TV show. I'm just going to point that out from the get-go. The Masked Singer is not an idea for a TV show. What, I don't, why? Having Davina McCall, guest who's dressed up like a duck singing a fucking George Michael song, is not a TV show. The, the, the tagline for it is the nation's favourite guessing game. That's not true either. I'd rather... I'd rather guess which of the needles that you just put in my arm has an STD attached to it. That's what I. That's my favourite guessing game. The fucking Masked Singer. The first time I watched it, I had the unfortunate pleasure of watching it with my mum. We were both trying to figure out what the fuck it was because we've seen it advertised for that, that long. And my mum literally said, this scathing review, somebody was on stage, and she just... <laughs> my mum said, but that could be any cunt in a bee suit. <laughs> That's fucking perfect. That could be any cunt in a bee suit. And she's right. Oh, there's so many talented people around the country that are dying to get a shot on a TV show. And instead you've got fucking Peter Crouch dressed as a tree singing Mika. You know what I mean? Like, And it's for nothing as well. If it was like for charity or if they were raising money for charity or if it was for sick kids or fucking anything but it's just Jonathan Ross going oh my god who's that dressed up as a rabbit Uh, what what are you serious what is this boxing day as well you know showing it on boxing day on ITV like not even on like the 28th of December on Bravo boxing day on ITV fucking 9 o'clock are you taking a fucking piss this is a joke, man. What is going on? This is why Netflix is winning, by the way. This is why you've got to pay £10 a month to four different streaming services to get anything good on your TV these days. Because they're putting shows like The Mass Singer on Boxing Day. Oh, I just saw fucking What's-His-Face, the guy hosting it. Uh, what's it, Dummett? Joel Dummett? Joel Dummett? Joel Dummett. On The One Show... Giving it the big and like, oh, guys, you won't, you won't believe who we've got on. I don't give a fuck, mate. I don't give a fuck. You haven't even got singers on. If you had fucking Elton John on dressed up as a fucking walking dildo, that might be half interesting. But you've got fucking Bianca from EastEnders dressed up like a fucking donut. Like, I don't give a fuck. Oh, my God. Is this just me? Surely it's not just me that hates this fucking program. This ridiculous idea for a television entertainment show. 
shit the bed. What I'm trying to say is, I don't know how to satisfy a woman. (laughs) 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 Sorry, made myself laugh at that one. Ah, nearly 25 minutes again. Time goes fast when you're ripping the mass singer, eh? (sighs) Look, guys, basically, I'm going to sign off by saying this, right? 2020 has been a shit year, all year round, for everybody. You can't say nobody's had a shit time this year. So I'm starting to think ahead. I'm starting to think of what I really want for 2021, right? I've come. It's not, it's not a New Year's resolution. I'm not trying to lose weight. I mean, I should, but I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm not trying to learn a fucking language, get a new hobby. I, I want to learn Italian and I want to try and play guitar better. But fuck me, what, what is this? An intervention now? Christ. All I want for 2021, right, is, it's simple. There's four things. It's all I want for 2021. I want the knowledge that I'll live forever without any consequences. I want anyone that's ever said anything bad about me to burn alive. And I want millions of pounds in the bank without putting an ounce of work in whatsoever. And roast beef monster munch. That's that's it, man. That's not a lot to ask for, to be perfectly honest. (laughs) Alright. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this has been a truly, truly ridiculous episode. <sighs> Again, thanks for tuning in, man. It means a lot. I just keep seeing the num- like getting more and more listens each week. I don't know. I don't know who's this. This is the the one downfall from Red Circle is other than it being a a really fantastic podcast podcast hosting website. Is it just says you got this many listens? It doesn't tell you who they are, where they're from, gender, age, group, nothing. I just know that there's people listening to it. So. Thanks. Continue to do so. Tell your friends. Oh, p- please uh, like and rate us on some us. I hate. I hate that. Me. I'm the one. I'm sitting in my bedroom with my microphone doing this. Right. So, if you can uh, like, follow, subscribe, whatever the fuck, give us a rating. I will be appreciated. Apparently, that helps a lot, and it takes like two seconds to do it. So, I'd really appreciate it if you could do that. Uh, stay safe. And uh, we're coming up to Christmas Christmas soon Get all your Christmas shopping done But mostly stay safe Love you all Bye Oi Eat shit Taylor Swift <laughs>